Hello, I'm a partner at Insinco and my name's Simon Cooper and today I'm talking about exposure to cyber risk for non-cyber insurers. Cyber risk is an area of great interest to businesses at present with the frequency and severity of high-profile risks on the up. It's unsurprising that the World Economic Forum's Global Risk Report places cyber attacks as the technological risk of highest concern for 2015 and predicts it will remain so for the next 10 years. As the profile impact and scale of cyber risks has grown, the cyber risk insurance market has also shown considerable growth and that trend is also expected to continue. Cyber risk is not, however, an exposure that should be considered exclusively relevant to specialist cyber insurance books of business. On the contrary, there are considerable potential exposures to cyber risk in other classes of insurance. Some of these risks are significant, not least because non-cyber specialist underwriters do not ordinarily expect to have to consider exposure to cyber risk as part of the underwriting and rating process. Indeed, the vast majority of traditional insurance products were never designed to cater for exposures presented by cyber attacks or other related issues. When considering the areas in which cyber exposure may arise and how non-specialist policies may respond, it remains important to have in mind the fundamental principles of insurance law, especially in relation to issues of causation and the application of exclusions. Establishing the cause or source of a loss is vital to ascertaining whether any given policy will respond or if an exclusion operates to the underwriter's benefit. Similarly, certain drafting of definitions and exclusions will be crucial in trying to set out the coverage for cyber risk under non-specialist policy. Central to dealing with matters of causation and the applicability of exclusions is being able to establish the proximate cause of the loss. The proximate cause is said to be the dominant or effective cause of the loss. It does not necessarily have to be the first or last cause in time, and there can in fact be more than one proximate cause. Identifying the cause which made the loss in question an inevitability is often characteristic of the proximate cause of the loss. It's worth considering these ideas in the context of some common forms of non-cyber insurance, such as property insurance and marine insurance. Property insurance is of course designed to respond in the case of damage to the insured's property. There are two forms of property insurance, a named peril policy and an all-risk policy, sometimes called an ARPI policy. Where a named perils insurance policy is in place, the policy will only respond to those risks which fall within one of the specified heads of cover. Contrast this with an ARPI policy, whereby the policy responds to damage caused by any risk subject to the exclusion stated. In most cases, the standard or expected perils that are considered included are such things such as fire, storm, flooding or even vandalism. 
It's often suggested that the common requirement for there to be damage to the insured's property will mean that the exposure of such polities to cyber attacks will be significantly limited. It's now become clear, however, that cyber attacks are capable of causing substantial physical property damage. One example of this is the deployment of the Stuxnet worm against an Iranian nuclear facility in 2010. That caused the mechanism's operating centrifuges to malfunction, resulting in physical damage. More recently, in December 2014, hackers infiltrated the operating systems of a German steelworks and were able to intentionally shut down one of the furnaces, resulting in extensive physical damage. With many companies still reluctant to take up standalone cyber insurance policies, it's very likely that in such instances they will turn to their existing insurers in order to make a claim. Insurers should carefully consider how property policies, especially ARPI policies, may respond to damage or losses that are caused by a cyber event, or alternatively where the cyber event is one of the causes in a large chain of events. This may also be relevant in the context of claims for business interruption, which is very often included as covered under a property policy. Subject to the application of an effective exclusion, if the cyber-related cause is deemed to be the proximate cause of the loss, it's likely that the policy will respond. By way of example, consider a server room has been hacked into and a cooling system shut down. The result of this is for the servers to overheat and catch fire, causing damage to the data contained in the system. Physical damage to the server itself and also damage to a large part of the building. The insured claims under an ARPI policy. In this instance, it's likely that the proximate cause of the damage caused to the server unit would be the hacking, and the proximate cause of the building damage would be the fire. If no exclusions for cyber attack or fire were included, both losses are likely to be recoverable. If the policy included an exclusion in respect of loss resulting directly from a cyber event, it's likely that the server unit loss would be excluded, but the building damage would be recoverable. However, if the, pro if the insured could prove that both causes were concurrent proximate causes of the loss to the building, then the cyber exclusion would operate to exclude all the loss. As one can see, the variations are broad and inclusion of a cyber-based exclusion would not always be effective. Insurers may need a broader or more specific exclusion which would be very clear in its intended application. The importance of exclusions can also be highlighted by reference to marine insurance policies. A common market standard cyber exclusion is often incorporated into marine insurance. This clause is known as the CL380 clause. In summary, this clause is designed to exclude losses which are caused by malicious cyber attack. However, this clause does not deal with non-malicious cyber attacks, which are in many ways just as common. The causes of such issues might include system malfunction, failed upgrades, or even human programming errors. In these instances, 
the CL380 clause would not be triggered and the insurer would face liability. Definitions are also vital, and there are two angles from which to approach definitions in the context of cyber insurance. Firstly, it's important to review definitions dealing with the property to be covered, as these definitions may or may not exclude data, electronic information, software or other intangible property. Making the definitions relating to the property covered as clear as possible, and including express carve-outs for intangible property, will reduce exposure. Secondly, insurers should consider definitions relating to the cause of the damage. This may include malicious cyber attacks, viruses, software errors, or other similar non-physical damage. If the intention is for the insurer to avoid liabilities arising from such cyber-related sources, these ought to be clearly carved out from the relevant definition. Similar considerations would be relevant to general liability policies. As we become more reliant on technology, and as technology becomes more sophisticated, the risks that businesses and individuals face become more complex and more difficult to manage. Individuals, companies and even governments have responded to these new risks and there is a greater sense of awareness than there has been previously of potential cyber issues. The insurance market has developed many new products designed to address these risks. However, there are types of traditional insurance policies, most of which have been provided in the London market for many decades, which were of course not originally designed to cover this new type of cyber risk. It is important for insurers to bear this in mind when assessing risk and exposure overall, but also at the point that new policies are being underwritten. The accuracy of insurers' wording is of paramount importance if unexpected cyber exposures are to be avoided.